Uh-oh, finger pointing here. Referee right on the spot. And Davids won't leave it alone. In fact, the referee is pushing Repcar away. There's a certain hand on chest there. This is the Football Kit Podcast, and we welcome you to episode 24. I'm Dennis of Museum of Jerseys. I'm Gav, also known as the Kit Geek. And I'm Les of Hull City Kit. We tell ourselves that things were better in the old days, and they certainly seem to be simpler. For instance, it used to be the case that we could all sing, who's the bastard in the black, and everyone would know that the referee was the person in question. But since the early 90s, though, teams have been able to wear black, with referees dotting different hues as a result, and that warrants consideration. Who better to join us in a deep dive into the attire of officials than someone who's not only qualified as a ref in Canada's westernmost province, but is also a man who has tasked himself with creating a visual history of kits worn by referees on the site refereekithistory.com. We're joined by Quentin Benetti. Thank you for joining us, Quentin. Thank you, everybody, for having me today, and thank you for having a referee on your podcast in these uh, turbulent times for officials, it seems. Uh, We're all about unity rather than division. We're obviously going to consider some ref kit excellence in this episode, Quentin, but before that, can you tell us maybe about your origins in becoming a, a match official? For sure. I started right when I was 12 years old. It was the first available uh, course I could take to become a referee. And I refereed and played at the same time, but it became very clear very quickly that I was a better referee than I was a player. And when that happens, it's usually time to stop playing. So since then, I've been just refereeing. And um, and in Canada, I've gotten up to the semi-pro level and hopefully keep going with that. So that's that's me as a as a referee. Very good. So when you started refereeing as a 12-year-old, what age is you refereeing? When you start out that young, you do uh, usually like the 8, 9, 10-year-olds. And then okay. sometimes as an assistant referee for the older ages. All right. And then eventually, you know, once I was maybe 18 or 19, I started doing the adult games. And then all of a sudden you're doing men twice your age. So it was a big yeah. adjustment. Yeah, I suppose you need to have to have con- conviction in yourself. I suppose going out and taking charge of a game w- with guys who might look at you and think, "Oh, th- this ref can be manipulated or whatever." A hundred percent. Yeah, that's you definitely need a thick skin, and you know the way referees are portrayed in the media is very usually in a negative way. So it's definitely something uh, only for a certain type of person, I think. But you definitely need a thick skin to do it. So you clearly have a specific interest in match official kits, but is your interest in football, soccer, apparel broader than just that? Um, it started out 
quite a bit broader yeah um i actually start because in canada obviously soccer is not the is not the popular sport and so for a while i was very interested in ice hockey actually and so and in in the hockey league in the national hockey league in north america um, they often go on strike um, the players are in union and they go on strikes so every so often and so one year they went on strike for six months the whole season for six months was not happening and that was when i kind of switched sports i guess you could call it so that's when i got into soccer football and i've always been interested in in the kits just like i was in the jerseys and ice hockey and then as a referee at kind of the same time i was becoming more of a referee than i was a player and so it kind of was my two big interests in kits and design and referees and it kind of just came together and then many years later that formed the uh, basis of the website that i decided to create referee kit history so how long have you been doing the website quentin the website's been a couple of years now it's been about two two and a half years it hadn't published it for probably about six or eight months while I had the domain and like started kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with it. And it's very like, it's a very niche, obviously very niche thing. There are many great websites out, like all of you have contributed online to the player and goalkeeper kits, but there was a lack of, of an equivalent for the referees. And so I decided that's where my very niche interest could maybe fit in a little bit niche is good yeah absolutely yeah i think we're we're all drawn to the niche but do you have a, a bit of a background in graphic design i'm not a not really a trained background per se i was very self-taught in photoshop and illustrator i used to draw a lot as a child i was always had pencil crayons and paper and i was always drawing and when i got older and started using computers more and i just that translated into photoshop and illustrator and so it's always been a big hobby of mine, um, but not necessarily rooted in any real technical training or schoolwork or anything like that. Oh, yeah, I can I can identify with that. So I obviously uh, think that way is best as well. And in, in when it comes to refereeing, then have you a favorite color that you like to wear when the circumstances allow? Or are you always just kind of um, being dictated by the the teams you're you're refereeing it's actually interesting because like the website is based on you know the fact that referees can wear color now and that was kind of the whole premise behind the website but for me i i actually like the black the most in the matches and i know in uh, the uk it's a bit different because especially at the grassroots level i think referees only wear black is what i'm led to believe or for many years anyways and in Canada, it's very different because a lot of teams wear black and yellow is traditionally the main color for referees. Okay. Um, and so when you're starting out as a referee, you get a yellow kit, usually yellow and a black. But then because so many teams wear black, you end up wearing the yellow 90% of the time. And we, at least in where I am, we wear the Adidas kits normally or we have for the last 10 years or whatever. And so those are the options we have available to us it's been the 2014 the 2018 and now the 2022s and so we usually wear yellow and red are kind of the two more popular referee colors and so it's nice to be able to wear the black um okay whenever i can it doesn't happen very often as often as i would like but um yeah yes yeah, so somewhat ironically the black is my favorite oh yeah well 
good, good to good to nod to towards tradition. And have you been caught up in any uh, any kit clash mishaps during a game? Like are any matches delayed where someone ran off to get a, a spare or set of kit or anything like that, or teams forced to to wear their shirts inside out? I did have one last year actually, where both teams turned up in both black kits, all black, and hilariously they thought there was still somehow a chance that the game could go ahead without either team putting anything over top of the kits. They said, Oh, can we just, we can just play, right? No, you can't. <laughs> um, and so eventually there was, there were three or four other fields at that complex and they managed to find enough orange pennies to put over top of their shirts. And so we ended up playing black against orange and I was dressed in my red kit at the time. And so I had to then change as well two minutes before we ended up kicking off. Um, so oh. I changed into my, I think the teal Adidas kit. That was the most recent one that's happened anyways for me. Yeah, well, at, at least you were were uh, prepared, you know. for uh... Right, and that's funny when the referee is the most prepared one out of all 22 players of one color kit. Yeah. And then the referee sits <laughs> with five kits in his bag, so. <laughs> there was a great cross-sport kit mashup in Hull recently where Hull City ladies were playing the first game at the Craven Park Rugby League Stadium and it was playing FC United and Manchester ladies and the referee deemed that the socks clashed and so the answer was to go into the Rugby League team's club shop and get a load of Rugby League socks. So not just a mashup, but a, a mashup with the different sports bits of apparel. I quite enjoyed that. I completed a referee's course a bit back, Quentin, um, mainly because I wanted to understand the, the laws of the game a little bit better. I, I did do a little bit of refereeing and quickly thought, fuck that. But the biggest takeaway from the, the training course with the East Riding County FA was care about sock clashes, but don't really care about short clashes and that's something that just in the last year the EFL which is the league below the Premier League they've actually stopped legislating for short clashes whereas previously it was something they had a problem with I just wondered if you had any views on that or or even we've seen recently sleeve clashes being an issue you know what, what's what's your take on what constitutes a clash what you would insist on a change for I'm it's an interesting debate about the shorts because I think I've I've struggled all and today in the Chelsea Everton game, Chelsea was wearing the light the the mint kit which is looks white on television, and Everton had the white shorts and socks. I find white is a bit of a problem with same color shorts. Whereas if it's black, I think it doesn't really there's no problem at all for me, especially on the field. But white is a bit of a problem. Socks is obviously a big issue, and I'm an assistant referee mostly, as opposed to being in the middle. So when you're judging offsides, it's very important to have different color socks, um, which at the grassroots level is not always the case. And then sleeves are an interesting one because when you're judging offsides, there's no real, the arms aren't taken into consideration. So theoretically, it's not really something you have to, that really needs to be legislated for. So for me, and I'm not really refereeing at the at the level yet where teams are providing, you know, the same color undershirts to their players based on the color of the jersey they're wearing. You know, like I just told you, teams show up in the same color. So, you know, they're not going to have the different colored matching undershirts. So sleeves aren't really something I've uh, had a big issue with in the past. But white shorts, I'd say, are are definitely where I might draw the line, even though it's 
it's tough to tell teams at the grassroots level, hey, change the color of your shorts. You can't do that. You just have to make do. But it's something I would ideally not like to to see on the pitch. Good stuff. And and have you ever had any issues with goalkeepers wearing kits too close to um, their teammates or their opposition or um, as, as we've seen in the top leagues now with the other keeper like that? It's, it's very rare to see the two goalkeepers wearing the same color just in case one of them goes up for a late corner. Yeah, I, I've i seen that as well at the grassroots where goalkeepers will have colors that are very similar to the opposition players. I think it's interesting talking about goalkeepers because goalkeepers wearing the same colors as each other is definitely problematic in the event you said that they find themselves in the same penalty area at the end of the match. Um, but it's interesting if you look at the Premier League because goalkeepers very frequently wear black where the referees will wear black. Um, and it's something that you only see in England and you never see in a Champions League game. You'll never see in a FIFA game. And so that's kind of an interesting thing that me and a lot of our referees have talked about because some, I personally, it doesn't bother me if the referee wears the same color as a goalkeeper because you don't really, there's no real need for them to be different. And No, no one's going to confuse them. No, and but some referees also prefer everybody to have a different color. So it really depends on who you ask. So that's interesting. And the laws of the game also have a passage about the language isn't exactly clear about if the goalkeepers are allowed to clash with the referee or not. So really it depends yeah. on, on who you ask. Yeah. Should the, the laws of the game basically just say the two teams should wear different colors, which doesn't even say that teammates have to have exactly the same tops. You know, you, you could get away with kind of playing fast and loose with that. I suppose the, the top leagues do have it a bit more um, specific, but the, the laws of the game, like you say, are um, quite quite arcane in their language. Yeah, and they say colours that differentiates players from each team's goalkeepers and the match officials. So it really is up to the referee as to how you decide to read that. Yeah. You mentioned about the two teams kind of wearing black. Was that a one-off or do you generally have insight of the what the teams will be wearing beforehand? It's generally, that was a one-off for sure. Um, yeah. And that was a, you know, that was a lower division game. I was the only, like it was a single official. There were no assistant referees. Um, so that's kind of the level we were talking about. Um, but yeah, generally it's it's a one-off. Obviously there's it's more prone to happen when you have, teams wearing the same colors and a lot of teams wear black a lot of teams wear royal blue is a big one and a lot of teams wear white so generally those three colors is where the issues might start to crop up so you'll have insight before a couple of days for the game saying you know the home teams in this strip away teams in these alternate colors so yeah and if you've you know if you've seen the teams before then, or you know yep. people who've had the teams the week before, then you can try and figure it out. Um, and obviously then it helps us as well. We know which kits we don't need to pack and which kits we should have in our bag, so. Cool. Right then, let's talk about some referee kits that we like. No voting in this episode. We're not establishing the best refs attire ever. We just signed some really good examples. We sympathise, dear listener, with your need for visuals, given the nicheness of the kits being described. So we'll add images of all the refs' outfits discussed on the Twitex thread announcing the launch of this episode. Quinton, 
you're the guest, so you get to go first. Give us your three favorite official kits, and then we'll have a go at trying to pick. Okay, we'll just, so we, we, we'll just um, maybe come in with brief appraisals in between each one of your choices. Okay, so the first one I do have with me right here is the Adidas uh, 2014 green kit from the World Cup in Brazil. So this is this was my favorite because it just for a Brazilian World Cup. I mean, it was called Samba Green was the official color, and it just it was it was a perfect color for that tournament. Um, and it was interesting because normally the base, the shorts and socks of referee kits are usually black. In this case, it was navy blue. So Adidas did something a little bit different. And this was a kit I have I used at the local park, and it was a very well liked among the referees that I was with. And it was one of those situations where if everybody on the crew had that kit, we would always pull it out and wear it for a game. And so that was from, yeah, 2014 to 2018. We we had this on the pitch and now it just sits in my closet. But so this was one of my favorite ones. Um, so that's okay. my number one. Yeah, I I like it. it, it it's a nice, it's a solid design. You know, the, there's the little epaulettes, we'll say, on the, the shoulders. It, the same across the range the red logo and the green i i can see why it's there because it's kind of across the whole range of the five i'm looking here at ref kit referee kit history.com which mm. of course has all of the world cup referees kits and we'll, we'll be linking as well on online so you can kind of see it, it's tying the whole range together but red and green do shout at each other a little bit but otherwise otherwise yeah very good choice What's your second choice, Quentin? Uh, my second, my second one will be the Macron kits from Euro 2020, particularly the pink one that was used in the final. I like the the whole range was a nice set of kits, and it was the the same kit that was used in the Champions League that year. But then instead of there were very faint pinstripes, instead of the pinstripes, UEFA put this traced over a map of Europe on the bottom of the kit. And so I thought that was a nice little touch for, you know, for, for just for the tournament. And I, I went for the pink in particular because it's not a color that is traditionally used, or at least it is a bit more now, I think, in the recent years, but historically red has been preferred to it. So, so that set of kits is, uh, is also one of my favorites. Very fascinating to see uh, UEFA move away from Adidas, just being almost inseparable. Well, it feels, feels like Adidas have been inseparable from almost every tournament. But, uh, yeah, quite shocking to to be a major tournament with a different referee supply. Nice detail with the European outlook. I've noticed that before, just looking at it now. It's, uh, it's a nice little touch to make it special. One for the collectors. Mm. <laughs> and, and where do you stand, Quentin, on like that, that set? Like, the, we'll say the, the, colours, the coloured shirts had matching socks. Like there was, you know, the, the pink shirt came with, with black shorts and pink socks. Where do you stand on non-black socks with a a, a non-black shirt? Um, I don't mind the matching socks. I think they look good. Yeah. Um, where I tend to draw the line is where in the conference league, I think last season or two seasons ago, when there were instances of referees wearing the blue shirt with yellow socks or red socks yeah. that happened once. So that's where I would draw the line. But in terms of yeah. the matching socks, I I like it. I I also I also like when it's just straight black socks. 
so I don't really have a yeah. preference. I think they both look good. Um, yeah, and occasionally in the European competitions, you'll see again a sock clash, and it'll be the black shirt and black shorts, and like the blue or pink socks or yellow socks, and it it's just it's very jarring when we're so used to seeing the opposite. Like, but it you know for for kid it geeks, it's it's always enjoyable to see those kind of little quirks. It is, yeah, especially only in the European competitions it'll happen. I remember there was a, I think a couple of years ago when Man City played Tottenham in the Champions League and then three days later they played them in the Premier League. And in the Champions League game, the referee had the black, black and red socks. And then in the Premier League, three days later, the referee was just in all black. So it was kind of interesting to see how the different leagues would treat the exact same kits being worn on the field. Yeah, UEFA can be extremely pedantic when it suits them. Yeah. So, third choice. The third choice, we are going to move to the Serie A, and we are going to go to Diodora's last kits that they used in the Serie A, which was 2018-2019. And I like these ones because there's just, there's a bit of a flourish and a style that you don't normally see on the referee kits, but it's not over the top to the point where it's the only thing you notice. And I love that that particular Diodora badge that they used as well. Um, So that's my... That's my third. Yeah, I, I agree with you. A flourish, but not over the top, like some of their previous ones with the the, the, the green, white, and red, just kind of like yeah. like, like sparks flying up. Again, nice, but probably a bit too much, whereas the, the those ones just with, with the black block and then the swoop, swooping line underneath the, the crest, you know, not to go too cliched, but it's, you know, stylishly Italian, I suppose you'd say. And it's something different because most of the top leagues use Adidas or Nike. And yeah, yeah. So Italy's historically been kind of the one black sheep of the bunch with the different brand, whether it be Diadora or Legea, or now they're, they have a new one this year as well. So um, I thought that was a fascinating change this year. I mean, Legea and Givovere are essentially the same company. So it was fascinating that they decided to switch which brand they use this year. And also the size of the branding appears to have increased exponentially. I also thought it was a fascinating touch with having the, the referees' names on their, their jerseys as well. And that's something that's that's started to be followed in international football. Yeah, and they started that several years ago. That was a thing that they mm. just kind of did. And then when... FIFA did it at the World Cup last year. That was garnered much more attention, even though it was being done in the Serie A for several years. Mm-hmm. Quinton, that's your three. Dennis, do you want to give us two that you like? Yeah, my first one is, is I suppose, really, really very predictable in that it's the, the one from the 1990 World Cup. I, if in doubt, I always just go back to what the state of affairs was when I started watching football in 1990. But I think it's, it's justified in that it it was kind of the first move away from playing black. It, it, for, for the listeners, it, it's a black shirt with white collar and cuffs, nice blue trim on those, and then three lines, three blue stripes on each of the pockets. And it just, it kind of, it showed you who was making it without being in your face, as I guess we're going to do a couple of years later. It was just nice and understated, looked classy, and... Yeah, from my own bias point of view, then it's a very evocative period-wise. So that's my first choice. Not to disagree. Um, hard to disagree. Mm, yeah, it's just it's. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was. It's a, I was it's a sure. classic. Was it seventy-eight, which was the first one where referees stopped wearing 
their own stuff because it was bizarre when you'd see some World Cups and some see like a referee would have a book too and then his assistants might have different brands on. It was it was bizarre. Oh, um, but I felt like the Italian anti was the first one where granted it was still black but it, it felt like a modern wall yeah. kit the other ones felt a little even like 86 just felt a little bit staid in comparison a bit schoolmasterly yeah. like for, in 2018 i i kind of did a, a kit tracker for the 1970 world cup and there were 24 referees at that and each one of them basically had a different kit because they were just bringing their own some of them were still wearing blazers and shirts like which you'd think it's kind of 1930s, but it was still, still the case, you know, up up to then. Um, like it, it's kind of strange to think that uniformity was so long in coming. And then my other choice is one of Adidas's Champions League offerings from around the time that they started uh, started going with bespoke ones rather than just having what was used internationally. And it. it I know that the first of those, or maybe the second, but from 2009-10, where there was, on Quentin's site, there was a gold, black and white versions, all trimmed with red, and kind of a bit of a star motif, but again, not absolutely massive star. Like, it's kind of, it it shows you what the competition is in a rather subtle way. They went a bit more over the top in the years that followed. That was uh, the first white. Oh yeah, didn't because Champions didn't League. To me, well, actually, they, yeah, that was the first white one, and then they had another one the following year as well. And yeah, and since then have never gone back to it. Yeah, it's strange. All right to see um see officials in white, isn't it? Well, you Gav, give us two. Yeah, um, so ashamedly, referee kits are probably a little bit of a blind spot for me. So a bit of a kind of oh, a the Millwall fan. Of, <laughs> yeah, just shouting is the uh, the normal uh, go-to default mode. But I think, uh, much like you said, Dennis, for me, they link to World Cups. The standout ones to me is the World Cup. So I've actually gone for two kits from World Cups, both actually worn in World Cup finals. The first one is USA 94. And again, brilliant for a podcast, but Les is worried a version of that as we're recording. But it's um, the version worn in the final was a pink shirt, almost magenta, with a black check. But the black check is different thicknesses across the pattern, um, across the shirt, which gives it a little bit more depth than, you know, just a normal kind of using pink with, a, with some detailing and there's a little bit it's very 90s you know there's a little bit to it it's there but it's a classic look and i think with this pink one as well which I, I prefer the pink one to the fluorescent yellow one is the white collar it's a real contrast but it also is quite an authoritative look so you there's something about it that makes you think yeah you know that's you know that's a referee's kit it just works kind of all in also some pink detailing in the shorts as well which is uh, i always like to see the kit as a whole so seeing that flow through the kit is is something i quite like that's my first choice Good stuff, yeah. It, 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 I suppose it, it was the start of the the real brash kind of referee kit era. Although I suppose probably the previous season, the football league kits, I think were they made by Mitre. They um, they they kind of did push the boat out. I remember an interview. I think it was actually with Philip Don who did the '94 World Cup final in in the kit you just chose, and he said that. 
the refs referred to the the football league one by Mitre as the pigeon shit kit because it kind of <laughs> it did look to have uh, various shades of grey over the black. Nice. Yeah. Or if it was ever used with the Tottenham away kit for around the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When it was used at Euro 96, some of the colours were a little bit more muted, weren't they? The same design, but darker colours. I think the brighter colours seemed to work well when they were playing in the California sunshine or whatever. Absolutely. Um, They they decided to go for slightly more muted colours for the Euros in England. Um, But I did really like the one that was dark purple because it made you feel it was like an official's kit, but it was still that funky Adidas pattern. I think that was my, despite what I'm wearing, that was my favourite variant nice so my second choice is another world cup final kit um this time 2010 and it's a cyan shirt worn with black shorts and socks and adds a lot of fluorescent yellow detailing across all of the kit so not just the shirt but the shorts and socks as well in the design of the shirt there's a couple of things i really like and that is the the use of the fluorescent yellow kind of band it goes across the chest and down the arms but it also forms the seams of the pockets. So it's actually quite a nice design look. But I think my favourite thing about the shirt is actually the placement of the Adidas logo. So it's central. It's quite high up in the neck. It's flanked by a couple of fluorescent yellow lines. So it looks like it's part of the collar. I think England 1993 to 95 home kit, we had the badge inside the collar. It's reminiscent to that, but the logo but it's not the colour. There is a separate colour, but it just forms that design. Uh, I just quite like that placement, something I've not really seen before. And blue, something unusual in the, for referees, for me, you know, my very, as I said, blind spot view of referees kits. So I really like this one. Yeah, very good choice. Yeah, I agree with you on all the, the positive uh, aspects of that design. And it's funny, I suppose blue was Howard Webb's only option for the final, really, because yeah. the, the black would have clashed with Spain's navies, their change kit, and the yellow and the red would have clashed with Dutch orange. So uh, It's in the National Football Museum, along with his red and yellow card. <laughs> yeah, oh. which were famously not shown to Nigel Leong. <laughs> <laughs> right, Les, give us a couple of refing good kits. I know your site's largely 2010s onward, Quentin, but like Dennis, I'm a man of a certain age, and that means I live in the 1990s as much as I possibly can. And, but and but that's, you're older than me, let's just be well, clear. Well, indeed. But, I mean, that is the decade when refs' kits literally stopped being monotonous and became a bit more interesting, so I am going to focus on that decade and ignore that comment about my age. So, <laughs> the first one I'm going for, so I'm going for the 1994 J-League refs kit by Puma. And I discovered this when I was doing research for our J-League episode a couple of months back. This one's fascinating. It, it's a black shirt in theory, but there's so much going on that the base colour isn't really what you notice about it. I mean, this is early J-League, so it's naturally unsubtle. There's an abstract and broken zigzag pattern in white, and it's quite thick. It's more chalk stripe than pinstripe, and it goes throughout the shirt. But my biggest curiosity is all of the detail, because it's all in green, in like a green, white and red tricolor. I don't know if that's a nod to Italy. You've got some of the teams in Japan have got vaguely Italian names, like San Freca Hiroshima, which means three arrows, or whether it's a nod to Mexico, or even if... 
the Japanese Referee Association just use green, white, and red. I have no idea. But this this flag-like detail, it's on the polo collar, it's on the cuffs, it's on the trim of the pockets, and even the G League logos picked out in green, white, and red. So I'm, I'm fascinated by that. But my favourite element is on the shorts, specifically on the waistband of the black shorts. The words G League are in green and red <laughs> lettering. I've never seen that before where a competition's put branding on the referee, on the officials' shorts. And I just think this this kit's spectacular. It makes some of the J-League kits of the time look tame in comparison. And that was a league that just went with it when it when it came to, to 90s kit design. And that might be, the, that's why this is the only year this was used. I think the following year, they had the similar pattern, but it was more tonal within different colours. So they never really looked like this again. And I think that's a bit of a shame. It's just, I think it's magnificent. Yeah, it, it, it kind of looks like what the officials would wear in a, inverted commas, non-serious sport like dodgeball or something like that. <laughs> you know, like, oh, we're kind of taking the black and white stripes of the NFL referees and we're putting our own spin on them. And it, yeah, it's certainly, certainly unique. And uh, mm. yeah, the green, white and red is definitely something we have to get to the bottom of. Yeah, if any if any listeners know anything about that, I would love to know why. The, the previous season's kit was a bit more traditional black, but it still had the green, white, and red accents throughout it. And I'm I'm just fascinated to know what the what the origin of that is. That's interesting. It seems like something that the Serie A referees would wear. That seems like something a Diodora would have produced. And we talked about the ones with the Italian green, white, and red stripes popping off the bottom of the shirt and that seems like if you showed me that picture and said this is from a Serie A game I probably would have believed you yeah yeah I was going to say it looks like you know Juventus have had some interesting designs in the last few years if this dropped on a uh an Adidas designer's kind of table and they'll be like hmm that's a fascinating comment, isn't it? Because one of the reasons Juventus said they wanted to change the kits is because they wanted to crack the American market and they knew that they'd just look like a bunch of referees in the American market. <laughs> and, that, and so it's curious that a referee's kit could be a Juve kit. That's, uh, uh, yeah, and it's the all, the more, all the more curious given uh, given the events that led Juventus to be relegated in the mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> My second choice is an Umbro design used around... 1998 and 1999 so it's largely black but the most distinguishing feature is this abstract geometric pattern on the front and back panels you've already alluded to it i'd describe that as picasso-esque bed shit and it also had umbra taping on the sleeves and you don't get much more 90s than that this kit stands out to me personally because I support a team that played exclusively in the Football League until 2008 when they reached the Premier League. So I remember this from foot, like, Football League games that I attended. I now know that this was also used in the MLS, but the the MLS variant it, it was a bit it was a variant. It wasn't exactly the same. So yeah, it did have the same geometric pattern, but whereas the one used in in England didn't have the pattern across the sleeves. The, the one used in the MLS had it across. So if you, there's certain positions you look at the shirt from and it looks like it's 50-50 black and white, whereas the version used in the English Football League looked like it was a design on a, on a black base kit. So I just thought that was a little bit fascinating. And sometimes there were some differences in the way that the, the Umbro word mark was, was done. There was also a, a, like a, a very dark red maroon 
variant of it. Don't remember that being used in the English Football League, but it was certainly used in the MLS. I think I like the black version because it's an attempt to marry the historical tradition of the black referees kit, but give it some 90s all over print funk, which is sort of what you expect. I mean, you know, the, the Football League referees at that point were all old, potly and bold. So what they must have thought when they were sent this this cubist shirt to wear must have been fascinating to know what their response was yeah and and of course the, the fact then that the umbro and the football league logos are the opposite as well it's uh just adds to the you know unusual nature of it i'm always looking online for for kit pictures but i stumbled across a flicker page of the canadian fa and it was fantastic because they just dumped thousands and thousands of photographs on it and what fascinated me there was was the very first premier league referee jersey the you had the the green with the so the, like the teal green with the black pinstripes or you had the the alternate which was the black with the with the green or teal pinstripes i linked that so intrinsically with the early years of the premier league that it never even occurred to me that it might be used elsewhere to see these to see these Canadian officials wearing it was fascinating and, and Canadian officials used this umbra. I, I think at the time just umbra were supplying the entire Canadian FA and that evidently extended to the the officials as well. But um, that might be an Anglo-centric view, but I was just really stunned to see the first Premier League jerseys on use elsewhere. It never occurred to me. Yeah, definitely. When when you associate something so strongly with a particular area, to you know, it it just it's disconcerting to see it in uh, in another context. That's my two. Does anyone have any any honourable mentions and any more that they want to? Yeah, if, if if I was to to make one more, it'll be another Adidas one, the Euro two thousand one, but it it was available. Was it in grey, yellow, and green? with black sleeves and black big large panel across the top and basically it just looked like the early 80s adidas goalkeeper design is that so, a jersey i'm inevitably likely to refer to as a star trek uniform yes absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. yeah yeah i should have made that link a bit quicker <laughs> you got any honorable mentions um well we were talking about the juventus stripes and i just wanted to bring up um the the first premier league kits after those teal and black ones in 1996 i believe it was yeah three striped kits that very much resembled juve milan and inter kits so i I did want to make that mention and then a few years after that they introduced a sky blue one as well Mm -hmm. um, presumably for use against with teams that were wearing the dark kits because all the kits were functionally black yeah um, just with the the major striping in the front yeah troublesome against newcastle or wimbledon so yeah it's amazing that that didn't occur to them that they were they were all nice kits and i think the traditionalists were happy that it was back to black after a couple of seasons with the green but yeah they definitely needed a lighter option as well honorable mention gav yeah mine would mention was actually that first premier league referee kit mainly because it's wonderfully 90s the pinstripes and the shorts but also mainly because I played in a charity cricket match against the Premier League referees in the mid 90s and they wore this shirt as their cricket strip. <laughs> um, so I got to see it quite I got to see it quite close up. I'm a wicketkeeper, so I was there and also cemented the fact that um, Jeff Winter is a twat. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm 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 certainly here for that. <laughs> in 93, 94 and 94, 95 
like Aston Villa's away was green and black stripes with red trim. And like the officials had that green one with black pinstripes and their alternative was the opposite, the black with the green. And there was one game at Liverpool where it caused trouble and the officials just switched to basically playing white T-shirts. But that was the only match like in those two seasons where it was considered an issue between the Villa away kit and the officials. And I, I don't know why it was just that day and not any other. So my honourable mention, I'm going with the Diodora kit used in Serie A in the late, mid to late 90s. There was a few different colourways. There was grey and there was yellow, but I think this one I liked the most, which was like a jade or teal. But the shirt had like an eggshell speckled pattern at the top and then further down it gradiated into black to match the shorts. And there was a fascinating jacquard weave on it. You know, this usually had a, a white polo collar with black trim and it had the two-button placket. So it, uh, it gave it that, like, sort of schoolmastery authority. And, Tommy, you can't imagine Pierluigi Colina angrily booking a, a Roma defender wearing this. It's it's sort of a, a jersey I, de- I identify with him almost exclusively. Yeah, definitely of a particular time and place. So, Quentin, what is the future of referee kid history? Are you planning to expand and go further back in time and cover different leagues and competitions? Um, The plan for the future is, I think the plan is more to expand the leagues, probably not going back in time, but probably from the current point on, just kind of slowly building more leagues out. The focus has been kind of after 2000, I would say. Obviously more in the 2010s, but the focus has been after 2000. And I'm also, I also uh, have started a blog page on the website, very much in the same vein as the Museum of Jersey's blog. I absolutely love, by the way. Excellent. And Thanks so very that's, much. That's, uh, that's something that I hope to maybe um, build out a little bit more as well. Excellent. Well, we look forward to, to reading those and, and sharing them because it is, you know, like you say, it's niche, but it's an important niche to be covering. And it's good that, that you're on the case and, and kind of keeping the rest of us abreast of it, you know, like, like Gav does with with his, uh, with his weekly Premier League kit roundup. And when when you're not charting the minutiae of referee outfits, how can listeners interact with you should you want them to? You can find me on Twitter or X, I guess I should say, at Ref Kit History. Good stuff, yeah. We, we still call it Twitter here anyway. And if anyone wants to interact with us on Twitter, we are at Football Kit Pod. Thank you, Quinton, for discussing referee kit history with us. And we thank you, listener, for joining us. Don't feel compelled to like and subscribe. And we don't recommend you tell anyone that you listen. Still, if you want to join us again, the Football Kit Podcast will return. <laughs>